Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. How will you reduce your taxes in retirement, generate income, pay for the skyrocketing cost of health care, and get more from your Social Security benefits? Welcome to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith from the Wealthcare Investment Center. Bruce is a number one Amazon best-selling author, an Ed Slot elite advisor, and he has over 35 years of financial planning experience. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can help you overcome the toughest challenges in retirement today. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. According to a recent survey, over 60% of retirement-aged participants felt confident about their knowledge of financial planning for their retirement. But when they were given a quiz and some basic questions on the topic, a majority of them received a failing grade. You know, this is a classic case that underscores a great quote from Mr. Mark Twain. What he said was, he said, it ain't what you don't know that gets you in trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. And I think that is so critical when you talk about, you know, the depth of knowledge that people have about retirement. And it's such an important thing for it. It's, it's, a, it's a third of your life for most people. So you want to get it right. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio Program. I'm Bruce Smith. And today we're putting your knowledge to the test with the ultimate retirement planning quiz. So coming up in this segment, we're, we've talked about income, we've talked about investing. Now we're gonna talk about testing your knowledge and what you can do to get the most out of your social security benefits. So let's roll right into a question here. First question, true or false? My social security benefits will pay for the majority of my retirement expenses. Now think about that question for your specific situation. My Social Security benefits, the money you receive that you get to spend from Social Security. And notice what I said, you get to spend, okay, because that's going to be a key point as we go through this section. But my Social Security benefits will pay for the majority for most of my retirement expenses. So for your situation, is that true or is that false? And for the majority of Americans in retirement today, the answer is false. Social Security is not going to pay for the majority of your retirement expenses. This is why having a comprehensive retirement plan, specifically looking at all the key factors that over all your retirement years, from the time you retire, if you're fortunate enough to retire early at 55 or 60, that's great. If it's age 65, that's great. But we plan out to age 90 for people. So even if you're 65, <clears throat> that means 25 years of income that you're going to need to provide for the lifestyle that you want for you and your family. 25 years that you're no longer going to work, 25 years that you are unemployed, and you don't even get unemployment benefits for that period. So you've got to have the ultimate plan to manage all aspects of your money for that 25-year period so you can live your best retirement. Do you have that plan? You know, we've talked in the past about uh, studies that Fidelity does every single year, and less than 30% of the people out there have a comprehensive plan for their retirement. They haven't, they haven't run the testing. They've not done the stress testing. They've not looked at all these aspects. But, you know, one of the things that comes up all the time and every family that we sit down with as we hear their retirement story of where they're at and what they're doing, what they're planning on doing and looking for opportunities to improve, you know, to get more out of that retirement uh, orange, if you will, how to squeeze the most juice out of that orange. You know, what are you doing as far as Social Security? What's your plan for Social Security? And I have to tell you, 
that a lot of people have a preconceived notion. Well, I'm going to take my benefits when, as soon as I can. I'm going to take my benefits at full retirement age. I'm going to wait until I'm 70 you know, to take my benefits. And for most families, you've got a married couple. So as you're talking about Social Security, you know, it, it's when is, when is he going to take the benefits? When is the spouse going to take the benefits? You know, so that's very, very critical when you look at that and say, you know, you have two people that are married and, and in that, in, or, you know, living together, whatever the case is, but they have individual Social Security benefits. And of course, there are spousal benefits as far as a survivor. And there, there's a lot of different strategies. There's literally millions of combinations for many families of exactly how they can do this because Social Security is not something you claim on your birthday. Social Security is something that you can, you have every month from the period you become eligible at say age 62, you know, that benefit changes every month all the way out to age 70 and it caps out, maxes out, if you will, at age 70. So when do you take it? That's what's very key. I mean, filing for Social Security is one of the biggest financial decisions that you're ever going to make because there are hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. You know, when somebody says, you know, I'm going to wait till I'm 70, you know, you've got to realize that there, there's, a, there's a very important key factor here. Uh, we hear people all the time talking about uh, there, are, there are brokers, there are salespeople out there that they have a quickie program that'll just, you know, run a, run a few numbers and show you some projection, you know, how to get the most out of your Social Security. You know, I tell people all the time, I said, I can guarantee you the most nickels or dimes out of your Social Security benefits for your lifetime. I can, I can guarantee it. I only need five minutes of your time, and I only need you to answer one single question each. Just tell me the day you're going to die. And, and they laugh. You know, they process it, and then they laugh. But the fact is that, you know, calculating the maximization, the ultimate squeezing of every nickel out of Social Security, is based on the date of death. And we don't know that in advance, so it's still a guess. You know, every year that you wait to take Social Security to, in, in hopes of getting a higher benefit. But what's the lifetime value of that benefit? You've got to live long enough to hit that break even. For most people, break even is about age 80 or 81. And most of us, we expect, you know, unless we have serious health conditions, we, we expect to live that long. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But here's the other side of that coin. You know, do you really care that you're getting a little higher benefit when you can't take those trips that you wanted to do that you could do when you were younger that you, maybe you're not as mobile as you used to be maybe you're not going to be as interested in doing things or to, unable to do things so is it really help you at that point in your life so you want to have live your best retirement so that's a very key element it shouldn't just be ultimately about all the nickels you know between you and your employer you've contributed 12.4 percent out of every paycheck for all those years to social security so, I mean, obviously, you want to get all the money you can get out of Social Security. CNBC said that Social Security benefits makes up about 30% of elderly Americans' income streams, and that's according to the Social Security Administration. So, you know, that should be a very important bellwether for you. If 30% of your needs are going to be met financially by Social Security, you know, you sure better have the other 70% figured out. And you better have it, you know, where you're allowing for inflation where you're, you're calculating properly and including the, the impact of taxes. You've got to give yourself some wiggle room because if they raise taxes, that means as you take those withdrawals out of those IRAs and 401ks, the government's going to get more, which means you're going to get less and they're always going to be in control of that. So as again, this is another reason, a, a strong case, I think, for having 
a comprehensive plan, which is what we do for every single person we work with. You know, this is not just an investment plan. This is a totally comprehensive plan. And Social Security is, uh, is more than just the check. You know, when do you claim the benefits also can trigger an avalanche of taxes. It could double your Medicare premiums and it could cause you to forfeit thousands of dollars in other benefits or unnecessarily pay tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of additional taxes. Because see, one of the big game changers in Social Security is they changed the rules twice now. Uh, for many years, like my father, my grandfather, they didn't have tax on their Social Security. It was, it was their benefit. They got the check. Every dime they got in their Social Security check, they could spend it. They didn't have to send any of that ever back to Uncle Sam. Then finally, the government came out and said, well, we're going to tax. If you're above a certain minor threshold, uh, we're going to take, we're, we're going to tax, make you pay tax on half of your Social Security benefits which in people were up in arms, but they did it. Then they came out and they revised it again and said, well, if you're at this level, you pay taxes on 50% of your Social Security. And if you get above this level, on 85% of your Social Security. And I always say with regard to Social Security with taxation, the government giveth and the government taketh away. Because, you know, Social Security was never designed to provide for all of your benefits. This was meant to, to help low-income people, and it was meant to subsidize the retirement, but really never to pay for the retirement. So we talked about taxation. You know, so for your situation, what percentage of your Social Security benefits are subject to taxation? Do you know that answer? Is it none? Is it 15%? Or is it 85%? And again, you know, we do hundreds of plans every year for people, and Social Security is a key element in that planning. 85% of those benefits are taxable. So, you know, if somebody says I'm getting $2,000 or $3,000 a month from Social Security, well, you're not going to get to spend two or $3,000 because at the end of the day, you've got to pay taxes and give some of that money back to Uncle Sam. So that's very, very important for you to understand that. And, and a lot of people don't. People say, you know, wait, what do you mean I have to pay tax on my Social Security? And then, you know, we hear the argument, well, it was my contributions. And, and I'm not a big fan of sticking up for things the government does, but the reason they did this is because they realized that they did tax you. This was after-tax money that you put into Social Security, and, and you shouldn't pay tax again on that, but the benefits that came from the employer were not taxed, and that's really what triggered this whole discussion. But they know, you know, just to hand the money out and never get any tax revenue back, they know, that, you know we know that Social Security has some financial issues, I don't think it's going to go away in your lifetime if you're if you're 50 years old or older. You know, for younger people, I don't think it's going to go away from them, but I think the eligibility age is going to move upward. I think that's what you're going to see there. So it's very important for people to understand uh, because it used to be that uh, when they did that 50% tax, only 10% of the people out there saw any taxation of the Social Security, so it worked out pretty well. You know, now it's about half of the people. So if you're receiving Social Security, there's about a 50% chance that you're being taxed on those benefits. <clears throat> the final, we're doing our quiz questions today in this area of Social Security. Um, true or false? Your Social Security benefits are separate, and they will never push you into a higher tax bracket. Is that true or is that false? Well, unfortunately, it's false. Because Social Security benefits are considered taxable income, and when you combine that with your other sources of income during your retirement, withdrawals from your IRA, 401k, and then add in the interest you have from CDs and savings account and other investment income, yes, you can, you, it can push you into a higher tax bracket. And then 
if that's not bad enough, you can have an avalanche of additional taxes, but even double your Medicare premiums. So understanding Social Security with regard to your retirement is a very key element. And a lot of people, as they answer these questions on Social Security, they get them wrong. You know, people failed this quiz for their retirement and what they thought they knew or they thought they were well prepared whenever they were quizzed on it, they found out there was a lot that a lot of other opportunities, I think, you know, that they could get more out of their retirement, which is why we have this program. So in our next segment, our final segment, we're going to say, you know, if, let's see if you have answers to some critical questions. Now we're going to talk about inflation, health care and investment risk. According to Forbes, millions of Social Security recipients are not getting what they're entitled to. In fact, as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Today, claiming your Social Security benefits is far more complicated than you know. Your decision could cause you to pay taxes on up to 85% of your benefits, double your Medicare premiums, and forfeit thousands of dollars in spousal benefits each year. And that's why I want to do something special just for the listeners on the show today. We will create a customized social security analysis for your specific situation, and we won't charge you a dime. So let me explain how this works. Once we get some basic information from you, we determine the optimum time for you to file your social security benefits. This free analysis will also reveal the impact on your taxes, Medicare premiums, spousal benefits, and more. Ultimately, this analysis could help you get the most net income out of your benefits. So if you saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement and have not already filed your Social Security, schedule your free Social Security analysis now by calling us at 888-888-5601. Don't leave tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in Social Security income laying on the table. Learn how you could wring every nickel out of your benefits that are rightfully yours with this free customized analysis by calling 888-888-5601. That's 888-888-5601. You're listening to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. So how knowledgeable are you about planning for your retirement? How are you doing today as in our show as we talk about this giant retirement quiz that a lot of people didn't do very well on? Do you feel confident you could pass a basic quiz about reducing your taxes, generating income, minimizing risk, getting the most from your Social Security, and paying for your health care? You know, according to a research study, the majority of Americans failed to pass a test about these basic financial planning concepts. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio Program. I'm Bruce Smith, and today we're putting your knowledge to the test with the ultimate retirement planning quiz. You know, so we've covered a lot of territory today. We've had a lot of good questions, and, and I don't know, you know, you're testing yourself. This is the honor system. You know, how have you been doing so far? But in this segment, we're going to be talking about inflation, health care, and, of course, a hot topic these days, investment risk. So let's dive right into the next question. So in this area, how often should you update and rebalance your portfolio? Every five years, once a year, or every time that you choose an investment? And I don't know, I mean, you can be a fan of rebalancing or not a fan of rebalancing, but as far as updating your portfolio, 
And I, I, I always say, you know, more understanding your portfolio. Basically, where's your portfolio today and does it match where you are today with regard to the markets, with regard to risk, with regard to your retirement needs? You know, basically, does it still fit in your overall picture? And, and the answer the question, the answers were potentially every five years you do it, once a year, or every time you get an investment. And the, the right answer is once a year. At least once a year, you should be having some kind of a comprehensive review. Uh, and again, not just about your investment portfolio, but you really should be reviewing, you know, where are you at in the area of, of investment risk? Where are you at in the, in the area of fees? You know, have fees gone up or changed in your portfolio? Because that's money that's leaving your pile of cash. You know, so you want to know what, what's it costing you, you know, to have these investments in today's world. Uh, there's been a lot of changes. Like, you know, you get those, those pesky updates. They say, you know, here, here's a new prospectus. And now, of course, they come electronically and nobody opens them. But, you know, inside of there, you know, always seen costs creeping up, you know, on a lot of investments out there. So you're going to be mindful of cost because, you know, anything that's an expense in retirement is money that's leaving your nest egg. So we want to be mindful, not of just expenses like, you know, like, like buying, you know, ground beef at the market or uh, the gasoline or, or whatever, you know, buying clothing or paying mortgages or whatever the case is, but also the expenses in your portfolio. Very important. On the tax side, you know, what's that costing me? And is that going up? Well, <laughs> you know, I think almost under the guise of inflation, you know, they're, they're great at raising those numbers. We know they're automatically going to go up when the Trump tax cuts uh, sunset at the end of 2025. But, you know, because of all the money we spent for COVID, about $11 trillion, and a $30 trillion national debt, you know, where are they going to get the money? Well, there's this little pot of money out there sitting. It's called retirement. And there's about $26 trillion today in the retirement accounts that have not had taxes paid on them. So, you know, you've got to think, you know, if the government was a pit bull, that $26 trillion sitting out there that they get to control the taxation on, that's a pretty good looking T-bone steak for that pit bull. So why is it important? you know, to update your retirement investments. Well, because this is one of the most overlooked and underrated pillars of retirement planning. And I blame the investment industry for this one because they, they had this thing, they call it buy and hold. And, you know, buy and hold is, I call it lazy investing. You know, it's, it, we talk sometimes about uh, red money, green money, yellow money, you know, gr green money is money that is, is protected money or it's safe money. It's money that you don't see it really going south anywhere anytime soon. Red is, you know, you've picked an investment, it has risk, but there's no changing of it. You hold, you buy it and you hold it long term. And I think that, I think that was a, an acceptable practice. You know, whenever we had, you know, very uh, manufacturing backbone companies in America, you know, when you had your GMs, your Fords, your IBMs, your Boeings, your American Can, you know, companies that made up, you know, the stock market, they, they were kind of the backbone industries of America. You know, I've been doing this 36 years. Now we find companies that don't manufacture or make anything, you know. I mean, if you look at, I mean, obviously Microsoft has been the greatest example. You know, it's software, okay. I mean, they, they do manufacture something. It's an electronic thing. It's a bunch of math, okay. But, you know, look at Netflix. You know, look at Google. Look at a lot of these companies that, that, are, that are really driving the indexes, but, you know, they're not manufacturing any kind of real product. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a different animal. The, the markets are more fluid than they've ever been. You know, the choices, the things that we're investing in, the opportunities to grow your money, it's a different animal. So I think it's very, very important 
to understand what that risk looked like. You know, we, we saw a, a jump. Uh, obviously, Facebook was a was a hot runner for so long. And then uh, we saw we saw a major drop in Facebook and people were like, but I thought it was just always going to go up. You know, it doesn't do that. There was a company, you know, a long time ago called Enron, <laughs> you know, and I think uh, those of us that remember, if you're near retirement, you know, the Enron scandal, you know, and there was there was a company that just seemed like it was going to the moon all the time. And then one day, you know, we saw the cover of Time magazine and there was all of Enron's employees leaving the building with a cardboard box of their of what was in their desk and and quite often with an empty 401k. So investment risk is something you should always be aware of. Risk is the only one of the key pillars, risk, fees, taxes, income. Risk is the only one that will ever add any money to your portfolio, to the value of that pile of cash, to your nest egg for retirement. But it is a double-edged sword. It can giveth and it can taketh away. And our recent market volatility has reminded us you know, it kind of said, hey, I'm here. Let me show you what this looks like. You know, we saw we saw the uh, the COVID, the mini crash in COVID, and then the market came back. That's an aberration. That doesn't normally happen. You know, it's it's hard to tell people is with this raging bull market we've seen for so long. You know, is there still heat in the market? Yes. You know, but it will make adjustments. And when you look at that retirement, you know, there are people who, e even as we've gone through this recent market volatility that have called and said, hey, you know, am I still on track? One of the things you have to do, and it's a hard process for an advisor, is to look at that portfolio and say, all right, what if the market tanks? You know, what if you have underperforming markets going during the life of your retirement? You know, what if you have a subpar performance? You know, how will that affect you? Because I don't use a singular number whenever we, we generate uh, projections. You know, uh, you go to, uh, to all the big cows, you know, if you go to Fidelity or Vanguard or Bankrate or even the government TSP program, they all have these retirement calculators, but they ask you one question. What rate of return are you going to receive during your retirement? And you put in a number. And the fallacy is that number is used every single year as a positive number. And it's the same number. It never changes. That's not reality. That's not how the market works. What we do is we look at a thousand different market permutations and say, you know, I don't know what the market sequence of returns will be, but let's test it for good markets, average markets, and poor performing markets. Let's really stress test that retirement with regard to risk in addition to all the other factors we're looking at. You know, and then, you know, the idea of rebalancing, you know, I think the problem I have with rebalancing is you're always taking winners and moving that money to the losers. You know, and, and with this raging bull market, rebalancing and putting money over into the bond side consistently has obviously hurt the return. And we see that bonds and bond funds are not what they once were. They're, they're low yields, and they have the potential now to actually sink at the same time where the market is down because of rising interest rates. So there's a lot of things going on there. You know, CNBC had this to say. It said, retiring in a down market can mean two-thirds less income for the rest of your life. You know, when you have that depletion, if you've got too much risk in your portfolio, and a lot of people are ignoring it because they look at how much money they can make, you've got to be realistic about how much you can lose. And if you take a big hit from the market, that can change your available retirement income significantly and for the rest of your life. So we're doing quiz questions. How about this one? Inflation is not a problem when rates are are normal at levels of two to three percent inflation. So it's not really a problem if it's only two or three percent. Is that true? Well, 
No, it's false. Because you've got to look at inflation and you've got to look at what are the rates of return you're earning on your money. And what we look at banks, we look at savings accounts, we look at CDs, you know, what are we seeing? We're seeing that those returns are significantly less than 2% or 3%. So inflation is automatically destroying the buying power of your retirement if you don't have a portfolio that is exceeding inflation. You know, if, 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 if gas, gasoline is $4 a gallon and, and it's going to become $6 a gallon, then you need your investments to grow to match that over time, over whatever that period of time is that it would, would go to that number. Now, the fact is, for most people, they're not doing that, or they're taking exceptional risk to do that. You know, our key thing in that arena is we want to have that return. We want to we want to have that, but can we can we achieve a portfolio similar to what you're doing now? Can we do it with 20 or 30 or 40 percent less risk? And in most cases, you can if you explore a broader universe and not just a buy and hold, but an active managed portfolio and say, you know, here's historically what this has done, here's what you're doing now. And that's not something that, that most people look at in the investment world. They're always trying to find bigger returns. If you study, uh, if you study the, the large endowments, they tell you that mitigating losses will take precedence over maximizing the gains. So this one is a scary question. How much will the average 65-year-old couple spend on health care during their retirement? A, $317,000, or B, $469,000? The answer is B. An average 65-year-old couple, so both of them together, spend on health care during their retirement years an average of $469,000. You know, the reality is that a client's health may be in decline for decades. So, and that and they're factoring all those things into it. You know, you don't realize this isn't about, you know, going down to the drugstore and buying a bottle of aspirin. I mean, this is, healthcare has become real. And what is paid and what is paid out of pocket has really changed because the out of pocket costs are growing and it, it's getting, I think the quality of medical services has declined. The cost has gone up. So chances are that you're underestimating how much it's going to cost you. And again, if you're going to have a comprehensive plan, you've got to make sure that you have all of that built into your planning. So we've gone through the quiz questions today. I don't know how you've done. I'm hoping you did better than the average American because only one third of the people out there passed on questions like this. But, you know, now's a great time to have a comprehensive plan for your needs. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time here on Get More Retirement. Soaring inflation, the Russian Ukraine conflict, stock market volatility, rising interest rates, and the threat of higher taxes. It's safe to say that growing your retirement savings in the foreseeable future could be a lot more challenging than the past several years. And most people don't think about this, but the fastest and safest way you could grow your nest egg right now is by reducing your taxes in retirement. After all, the less money you pay the IRS, the more money you have to spend on you and your family during your retirement. And that's why I put something together just for our listeners on the show today. Learn how you could reduce your taxes in retirement with a free retirement tax savings analysis. Let me explain how this works. When we get some basic information from you, we determine the tax saving strategies that are best suited for your specific situation. 
Then we sit down and we share these strategies with you so you can see exactly how much money you could save. And this isn't about some obvious deductions that might help you save a few bucks. The tax savings could be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if you saved at least $500,000 for your retirement, call to schedule your free strategy session now at 888-888-5601. Let's find out how much money you could save in taxes when you retire. Call and leave us a message now at 888-888-5601. That's 888-888-5601. Advisory services offered through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through RIA Wealth Solutions, LLC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.